Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? And welcome to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. This is episode number 39. And sadly, it's been so long, I don't even remember what me and Gary talked about on this episode. Pre-recorded, this is probably from like a month ago, if I had to guess. Um, Oh, wait, yeah, October the 3rd is when we recorded this bad boy, so... Um, I'm sure we'll have something on here you guys would like to hear. So, as always, thanks for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the show. everybody hello hello guess who just got back today the boys are back in town (laughs) (laughs) gary's back in town the podcast hq he's joining me live and then podcast (laughs) hq (laughs) the headquarters that's what this is son right but yeah gary's back in town how about it how about it? And Will, well, you got to say the people, Gary. Will's holding his microphone. He's not using a mic stand. I've been holding the microphone for the past. Is, three that, years. is that something e- new? Ever since Gary's been gone, I've been holding this bad boy. Why didn't holding you do that it. before? Huh? Why didn't you do that before? Because I was using a condenser microphone, not a dynamic. Fool. Fair enough. Fool. Fair enough. Will's a tech guy. I don't know. I don't know what all that. Yeah, you do know what that is. <laughs> I, don't I, play dumb. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop it. <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's good to be back in Arkansas. I'm going to be back for 10, 11 days, something like that. That's a long break. It's not even Thanksgiving break. I know the way my schedule worked out, I got uh, I got off a week in advance, and then fall break was wi- uh, right after it. So. Oh, I see, I see. Here I am. Sweet, man. We got a lot planned, a lot of people to see, a lot of things to do while I'm back in A lot the of fish a. to fry? In the, yeah, a lot of fish to fry back in the AR. Yeah. Good to have you back, man. Yeah. I can't believe I'm feasting my eyes upon you right now. Yeah. Huh? Feast Ugly as ever. <laughs> your hair. hair your hair looks a little better. Really? It looks better? Yeah, it's longer. It is, well, it is longer. I know. So, so look, longer is better? Yeah. In your case, really? yeah. So, you, you know, I, I've grown my hair out before, and... There were a bunch of people that came up to me after I cut my hair, and they were like, why did you cut your hair off? Yeah, you definitely you look shouldn't so, have. You look so silly. You look so foolish. Yeah. Now, I'm going to grow my hair out for another two years, basically. Dang. What, what's the longest you've gone growing it out before? I'm getting close to matching. I'm getting oh. close to matching. Oh, so it's going to be like... It's going to be mega long. Ultra long. It's going to be Rapunzel long. <laughs> You gonna braid it? Uh, sure. I think I think dude, I want to do. You should dreads. go get a perm. I should, dude. At least one time in the next two years, you should go get a perm. Yeah, yeah. I'm up there with a bunch of girls, and I could just be like, "Yo, let's take a day, and I'm gonna go get a permanent." <laughs> I'm gonna go get a permanent. Go get a permanent, me. dude. Yeah, it's permanent. It'll stay like that forever. And they'll be like, "I oh, know, I don't, I don't want to get a perm." I'll be like, "Well, you're just a wussy." <laughs> 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 Anyways, yeah. So I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do eventually is just donate donate my hair to some kid that needs it. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's legit. And yeah, cause it. I like. I like having long hair, but it's uh, it's a hassle. I just want to, 
you know, talk to all of our uh, female listeners and any man who has grown his hair out. Uh, I feel for you because it is, it's hard to take care of. It's hard to keep up. I mean, I guess you could just let it be ratty and, and whatnot, but. Do you blow dry? I blow dry, bro. You do? You I'm, have to. I moose. You moose? I blow dry. Do you condition? I, I do occasionally. Okay. I wash my hair about twice a week. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, not bad. That's about how I do I go about two or three days without it. And that's just, I don't know, like the volume, like it just like, the, it just gets more voluminous. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. You're not supposed to wash your hair every day. Mm-hmm. In my case, I do because my hair is really short. You should grow your hair out, Will. Do I want to really bad? Why don't, why don't I don't you? think my wife would like it. I don't think she'd be down for it. So wait, 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 wait. Just because she, what else? I mean, what was another? Is that? No, that's, I mean. That's it? That's the only reason? I haven't really asked her either. I just haven't done it. So we talk about how you should never be afraid of rejection. We preach that on this podcast a few times. And you're not, you're scared to ask your wife to grow your hair out? No, I've asked her before. So what'd you say? I don't, can't remember. It was a while ago. I don't think she would care. Listen to this guy. I think. Okay. Wait. Uh, we, wait. We're starting a poll. Everybody that thinks Will should grow his hair out, go <laughs> go comment on our latest Dude, uh, Instagram post. <laughs> Casual conversation podcast. Dude, yeah. I don't I honestly don't even know what uh like what it would look like long. It's never been long ever. Yeah, dude. I think every. I think. It, this I is think it would look stupid. Crazy. I think it looks stupid. This is gonna sound. This is gonna sound stupid. I think that every dude needs to grow his hair out down to like where shoulder. Yeah, down to at least the shoulder area. I think that it, I think it does good for you. Like I don't know, dude. It would be sick though. I always wanted to do a man bun. Yeah, dude. That'd be legit. It I is. think those are cool. It's too legit to quit, man. Too legit. People like the old people, they look at you like you're crazy. It's yeah. wild. <laughs> but then you blow your mind because, I mean, you're a nice dude. You're a nice, respectable human being, and people recognize that real quick. That's most, true. Most get past the, the hair. Yeah. But it is, it is cool to see, like, the initial shock for some people. Just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the ladies like long hair. They do. Some but of them. But that doesn't really matter to me, I though. Definitely had definitely have some... <laughs> doesn't matter to you you're uh you're you're already tied down for you though yeah dude ladies love it no but the the <laughs> thing is there are some women that don't and they'll they'll tell you that because i've had some women say no i just i don't i think long hair on a guy is stupid and i don't like it did like, you tell them they were stupid no oh they're free to believe what they want to believe okay i was saying that was kind of rude though yeah they shouldn't have said that i mean it's just you know whatever floats your boat whatever you yeah but they with. literally just walked up to you and said long hair is stupid no, we were talking about. I was cool with her. She's a nurse back at Conway Regional, hmm. and they hmm. got to talking about because there's this other dude in the lab that grew his hair out. Not gonna name him, but if anybody from the lab is listening, they'll know who I'm talking about. But his he, locks weren't as nice as yours. Well, huh? his, yeah, he grew his hair out, and so some of the nurses they were like, you know, you we think that you grow your hair out and it looks nicer than so and so's. And I said, oh, you know, gee whiz, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. And uh, the one girl said, you know. I'll say this. I do not like long hair on guys. I think it looks stupid. But I think that yours does look better than his. And so <laughs> she like complimented me after saying that she didn't like my hair. So she insulted you and then came back with a compliment to cover it up. Basically. But That's you, fine though. She she was she was like that though. That's kinda of what she was known yeah. for. She's cool. She's cool. She cool. No, um, yeah. So anyways, 
What you what have you done since the last time we talked? It's been over a week. Over a week. Um, man. What day did what day did we do the podcast last time? What day was that? So to Th- go back to Thursday? last Friday, go back to last Friday and then it was a week before that. So it was almost 2 weeks ago cuz today's Wednesday. 2 weeks. Got no scratch on. Um, like 12 days ago, yeah. Yeah, 12 days. Ha 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 ha. Hmm. Huh. Racking can you brain. guess can you guess what I'm about to say? <laughs> Work? No, yeah. Well, I don't really remember what I did. Dude, I think I have a problem about remembering stuff. Mine line. Yeah. Early well, onset Alzheimer's. It might be. <laughs> I'm just playing, bro. <laughs> you don't have Alzheimer's. No. Uh, well, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. We should do a segment on that. Let's do it then. Oh yeah, we'll do a second on that. I saw watched a cool uh Let me type it on my new my new laptop. Gary's over here flexing on me with his new MacBook. Dude, he looks like a total What is what is that called? Like a stereotypical white millennial is what you look like right now. Oh, he's dude, a, I'm, I'm IT. I'm he's, the IT department. <laughs> he's wearing aviators inside. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Makes me want to punch you in your stupid face. Go over here and right do in it. your gazers. Casual conversation brawl. <laughs> no, we'll do a segment on that. I got it down on the on the laptop. Okay, okay. But no, man, just been chilling. I I was watching the Cubs. MLB playoffs started this yeah, week. Yeah, talk about that. I saw some text messages where you were oh, very upset. Uh, they didn't make it, man. They didn't make it. Heartbreaking, and the Cardinals made it. Even more heartbreaking. Even more heartbreaking. <laughs> Oh, it was so bad. But so no, I've been watching us, that. Like, was it, I mean, was it close? Like, what? Uh, it came down to the last couple of weeks, but, I mean, they just couldn't hang with. They couldn't hang. So, ended badly. Um, last weekend, we actually had some people over watch the game. The Cardinals were playing. Um, other than that, man, just been kind of hanging out and chilling like a villain. Yeah. Watching a bunch of TV. Did you ever finish Game of Thrones? No. Actually, to be completely honest, this might make some people mad. I watched half of it, and then I quit watching it for probably six months or so. And uh, I was like, there's no way I'm going to watch the rest of it. And there's this guy at work that had watched every episode, and I was like, dude, tell me what happened. What? And he, he told me what happened in the last four seasons. What? Yeah. So now I can't watch it because I already know what happened. Bro, that's terrible of you. Dude, he did a... He did a insanely good job of explaining a lot of details though dude shame on you bro i had to i wasn't gonna watch it plus my uh my sister-in-law was the one that was watching it and uh, she had the hbo account she finished it and then canceled the hbo account so now i couldn't watch it anyway without paying and i wasn't gonna do that because i was watching it for free off of her account yeah you're terrible dude i couldn't help it man not gonna convince me otherwise dude couldn't help it but no I've been watching Naruto at the <laughs> at the suggestion of Paxton. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Anime. Anime? Anime yeah. is a whenever you say that, people automatically assume that you're like a mega nerd. Which I can see kind of a little um I mean He's gonna defend uh, himself. He's gonna defend him and his nerd population here. I'm gonna defend the nerds right now. Anime is a is a strange genre of TV. 
It's first. Elaborate on that. I'm going to. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm I'm getting my thinking pose right now. <laughs> it's like only a specific audience watches it, and that's because there's a stigma that unless you're a nerd, you don't watch it. But I think a lot of people would really enjoy it if they actually watched some of the good ones because the character development on these shows is insane. It's unbelievable. And like the moral of the stories, they all kind of go together, but they're all like very inspiring and like motivational. And it's just really cool to see how it's it's weird because most animes are from like um Asian countries. They're not from the United States. And if you compare the Japanese cartoons to the American cartoons, they're two totally different things. Like American cartoons are all about entertainment and like laughing and just like trying to pass the time, I guess. But dude, the Japanese cartoons have so much more like content development throughout the, the seasons of the shows. It's insane. I would recommend everyone, if you've never watched an anime, Go watch an anime cartoon. Yeah, I'm all about that. You know, like if you have this idea of what something is in your head and you've never actually watched it, like experience it before you make that judgment. Dude, have you ever watched an anime? So I've never watched one from like beginning to end. Like I have TV shows, just like other TV shows, like sitcoms and. Uh, just like you know netflix seasons like stranger things and things like that um but just being around like you and paxton i caught some of like Yu-Gi-Oh and uh yeah pokemon and um i feel like there was another one that y'all were really into yeah those those are like there's like different levels of it mm-hmm. those are more for younger kids and then they have some for like older teenagers mm-hmm. and uh I think they're a little cooler because they're like, really? and then like Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh aren't Dragon Ball Z. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Dragon Ball Z. It's kind of, I would say it's more for younger kids too. Um, not, eh, yeah, maybe, but, um, so are you suggesting that I don't watch Dragon Ball Z? I would suggest you watch it, but it's not meant for the older kids. It's not meant for older people. Yeah. It's just meant for younger kids. I just like it because I watched it when I was a kid. And then it just kind of translated into me getting older. But uh, some of them are more violent than others. And that's kind of like where they differentiate from each other. Like some of them are, you know, more comical, less violent than some of them. But like Naruto is all about like ninjas in Japan. And it's just like really cool because they actually like explain the culture of like Japanese ninjas and like the ranks and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. It's just interesting. Just an interesting watch. So if you're going to, if you're going to recommend that our audience watch some anime, what are like five, five of the shows that you would recommend watching? Give them, give them some content. Five of the shows. Okay. Let's go. Um, I'd say Naruto for sure. It has, there's two different like, um, Naruto shows. There's like Naruto and then, the first one is when they're kids, like the main characters are kids, and they grow up. And then there's a second edition of the show where they're older. So I'd say watch that. There's another real popular one called, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. I haven't watched these because like, I'm just now starting to dive into it real deep. But they say 
everyone that I've talked to says the top five. So you have Naruto, um, Naruto, Attack on Titan. I've never watched that one. I don't know what it's about. Several hundred years ago, humans were nearly exterminated by giants. That's what it says on the information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Death Note. That one's not very long. You wouldn't take you very long to watch that one. That one's cool. Dude, and some of these have like really dark storylines like Death Note. It's this kid that finds this notebook and any person's name he writes in the notebook, they die. What? Yeah, it's weird. Um, Full Metal Alchemist. I don't know what that one's about. I've never watched that one. Um, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I'd say you can watch Dragon Ball Z. You know, it's just a classic. There's so many of them. It's a classic. It's a classic. One Piece. That's a real popular one. Hunter x Hunter. That's another one that's real popular. So if you wanted to go dabble in some anime, just go watch one of those and you'll, you'll, okay. you'll get a little taste. I'm to try it out. You'll I get mean, a like, little taste. I respect Paxton's uh, movie selection for the most part. Yeah, that's what I was like. That's the only reason I started watching it is because Paxton told me that it was yeah. really good. And I was like, man. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't want to commit to watching it because there's yeah. so many episodes of it. He suggested enough good movies and good TV shows that I have a little faith in him, so I'm going to have to try. Man, I'll probably watch I'll probably watch either Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon like, because like that's something that I feel like I need to understand. Like Those, those are two, two like big-time shows, like especially Pokemon. Like, dude, I had a full-blown conversation, which I'll talk about the the cabin here in a minute but i had a full-blown conversation so there's this girl named regina and she regina Rajiji is what i call her <laughs> and, and she's like mega gamer like she brought her switch and she like uh that's legit yeah and she brought like um i don't, I don't know i don't even know what it was like, i think it was like on her computer but she was like showing me all the pokemon that she had I had a full-blown conversation where there's like 15 minutes talking about Pokemon. Yeah, you could you could go watch Pokemon again, but uh, it's definitely for kids, so it might be difficult to watch all of them. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm not even kidding. You should watch Naruto. Naruto? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Naruto, and I've heard like I mean I've heard Marcus because Marcus is super big into uh, anime. He he really likes Naruto. He's seen it like three or four times. Dude, it's really good, man. And like, it's just hard to explain what it, like the the layout of the show and like how it how it rolls through. But you can get going on it, and you look up and you've watched. I mean, you've wasted so much time. So they're so good. So why do you feel like people are like turned off to them? Because it's cartoons, man. There is a stigma. I mean, but South Park is a cartoon. Yeah, not many fan. people watch that either. And enough people well, watch it where Comedy Central keeps it on TV. Well, it's weird, man. It's a weird time for shows like that because more adults watch those than kids. I would guarantee these older anime shows, more, I won't say adults, but I'll say 16 to 30-year-olds watch anime than 16 and younger. Yeah. But they're cartoons for kids. But it, I don't know what the... I, I think it's just kind of like a nostalgia thing Yeah. with anime. And then like... Somebody who hasn't watched it, like an older person, is like, dude, I'm not going to watch cartoons. What are you talking about? Yeah. So it's, like, it's either you're a part of it or you're not. But like, not many people who aren't part of it dabble into it. Yeah. But then once you do, you can't come out. It's like See, a trap. In my opinion, 
two of the greatest cartoons of all time is uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, first of all. I'd agree with that. And Tom and Jerry, bro. Just imagine how much entertainment you get from Tom and Jerry, and they don't even talk. Exactly. They don't even talk, bro. So that's, the th- that's, that's a good point you just made, though, because how I was saying earlier, American cartoons and Japanese cartoons, like Tom and Jerry is highly entertaining. There's no hardly any dialogue, mm-hmm. but that's the that's the thing. Like American cartoons are all about entertainment. They're not really diving deep into plots and characters and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. That's. I'm glad I did bring that up as a good yeah. example. I'm not bashing Tom and Jerry because it's obviously one of the greatest cartoons ever. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's cool. Well, like even that. I mean, kind of segues into just like TV shows in general. Like, I mean, yeah, you're you're talking about watching, like, anime and whatnot, but, like, what are some of your TV shows that you've watched? Man, I really don't watch TV shows too much, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, really, my wife watches a lot of reality TV. So <laughs> Like The Bachelor? So and... that's what I end up watching. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that's we torture. Watch, we watch The Bachelor. Well, I don't watch The Bachelor with them. Um. But I had before, but she watches that. Usually when I was in Conway, you'd try and get out of it and come over and watch some type of sporting event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she watches like all the um, talent reality shows. So like Dancing with the Stars, The Voice, American Idol. Well, she doesn't really watch American Idol, but you I know. Like the, I like The Voice. Yeah, I know. But like things of that nature, she watches all those. Okay. And then we watch Teen Mom. Oh, wow. Which it's not the worst one I've ever seen. You know, it's kind of bad sometimes, but um, we watch that. Then we watch TLC a lot. They have a lot of... Sh- what does like, TLC stand for? I have no idea, to TLC. be completely honest. I feel like it stands for something. Anyways. But they have a lot of reality shows on there. Yeah. And we watch those. I couldn't do that, man. But like on Netflix <laughs> and Hulu, like series of shows that have been out before, we don't really watch that many of them. Dang. That's the thing, though. If I start watching a show... I'll continue to watch it until it's finished. So have you ever besides seen, Game of Thrones? Have you ever seen Stranger Things? No. Nope. Oh my God, dude! Never you've got it. You've got to get on that. I don't think she would like it though, and like I don't want to watch it by myself. Well, I mean, I would watch it by myself, but I feel bad if I'm in there binge watching four hours worth of episodes. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You spread it, spread it out, bro. Yeah, that's true. Spread it out, and dude, the thing is. Tell her just to go into it with an open mind because it's a great story. It's got a great plot. It's got great character development. It's got everything that a good show needs to be a good show. Yeah. It's just about a sci-fi type concept. So yeah, it's that's like, true. You know, tell her going with an open mind. I think she'd really like it. You, she definitely would grow attached to the characters. That's what a good show is all about. Yeah, that's you true. Just, you grow attached to the characters. That that is a good point about a good show, man. It, there's it's something strange about people strange, watch Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a weird thing how people can watch a show and get so attached to the characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like just attached to the show in general. Like I do that too, but you know you got a you know you got a good show when that happens. And it's just crazy how like the writers and producers and directors can make a show that will captivate the audience like that. It's a skill. Yeah. There's a lot of bad shows too. Yeah. This is a skill. I mean, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could devote that much time because, like, some of those shows, I mean, you know that, like, they've contemplated so much about how that storyline's going to go. Yeah. 
that just blows me away. Yeah. But then it may blow another person away that I sit down and write music the way I do. Or it may blow another person away that somebody can go to medical school and study and like just make that their life. So yeah. everybody has their talents. Go and go and figure out what you like. Figure out your talent. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, so you uh you also wanted to talk about Mr. McCoo. Mr. McCoo is cool. He's too cool for school, but he's a teacher. Yeah, Mr. McCool, he's my... Uh, I'm taking one class this semester in the evening, um, Western Civilization. Which, which one? Two? Two. Oh, dude, I took Western Civ 2 with him. Yeah. That's my two. He's such a good teacher, Bro, man. He's such a good teacher. He's going to blow... He's going to continue to blow your mind. That's yeah. a great class. Dude, and, uh, you know, I'm not a huge history buff. Like, I like history. It's not my favorite thing. But the reason I bring him up is because... Oh, my bad, Gary. Is because he is such a good teacher and such. It's like he can explain things in a way that you've never heard before, and he can take these, like, historical facts that you thought were boring, and like put a new spin on them and make it make it interesting. But the one thing he does do particularly well is, like, during class before it all starts, he'll open up the floor to like deep thoughts or like current events that anybody wants to talk about. And there's some, you know, it's a it's a college classroom full of younger adults. Some of them are older, but everybody has an opinion, you know. Like we talk, we talk about politically charged debates, like presidential stuff, like political stuff, scientific stuff, and you know, sometimes opinions can start flying, and you can feel the tension kind of growing in the room. And he can just take all of it and like put a blanket over it and wrap it up. And just control it again to one centralized ball of energy, and like bring everybody back on track. I think that's a super awesome skill that I would like to have. Is like if somebody is real passionate about something, and maybe they're kind of straying off the course, that I can understand what they're saying, but then I can take that energy that they have and fo- like focus it again and bring it back to, you yeah. know, like he's like a mediator of the conversation. So you want to have that quality? Is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, it's it's insane. Like. We can be talking about any subject, and we can have two or three people that have one opinion of something, and then two or three people that have a completely opposite opinion of what he's talk of what they're talking about, and he can just like mingle the two together, and we can have a civilized conversation. I feel like if he wasn't there, then people would just start yelling and getting mad at each other. But he's just like he's so a good, good mediator. At, yeah, it's it's amazing. I wish I could do that. So, what are some of the action steps that you're going to take to develop that skill within yourself? I don't or know. do you feel like you've already naturally got that tendency? Um, I mean, kinda. Uh, not to the extent that he does. I just kind of watch him and see what he does and see what he says yeah. in a in a situation that could go awry. And I don't know. He just he's a lot smarter than me, so he knows. Yeah, dude, he's a smart. <laughs> he's a smart cookie. The the one thing I will say though is in those times that knowledge is the best is the best mediator. Cuz like somebody can be saying something and he'll and he'll stop him he'll be like, "Well, that's not exactly true." And then he'll give off a statistic or a fact about what they're talking about. And then he'll be like, "But you know, keep going." So I feel like I need to expand my my knowledge to be able knowledge is the best mediator that's a good one that's true but no he's just he's just so he knows he knows quite a few things about any topic yeah he's 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 excellent at history 
He's one Obviously of he one of the sharpest guys. He was probably probably one of, if not the uh favorite professor that I had, my favorite professor that I had in college. He's just a great, great all around guy. And so I had the same night class, like on Mondays. Is it on Mondays? Yeah. Yeah. I had the same exact class and I would stay after class and talk to him sometime. I did excellent in his <laughs> in his course. And so he I happened to know a mutual friend uh, of his. And so he basically was the whole reason that I got the job in the Conway Regional Lab. He told me that he knew he knew one of the directors or the supervisors in the lab and that if I ever needed a job because I told him I, I wanted to kind of go in the medical field, he said, just get a hold of me. It's so like a year later, the circumstances had changed and I was a single man looking to looking to get a big job, a big boy job. I reached back out to him and said, "Hey man, can you still get me that job in the lab?" And he said he could. That was two years, two years of my life spent sticking people and messing with blood, urines, poop, so <laughs> spinal fluid and whatnot. So thank you. That's just a, that's just an appreciation shout out to Mr. McCool. You're a freaking awesome, Trey McCool. Trey McCool of Wooster, wish, Arkansas. He lives in Wooster. I don't know that. Yeah. I wish. I'm not even kidding. I wish everyone could have a conversation with him. He's a cool dude. He's a cool guy. He is a cool cat. So you want to hear about my week, Will? <laughs> yeah, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I went to the cabin. That was the last. I forgot you went to the cabin. That was the last thing that we talked you about. You didn't die. No, I didn't. Die. That's good. That's good. Didn't die. It was a it was a really good time. So, yeah, one of one of my classmates, uh, their parents have a cabin in between Berryville and Huntsville, Arkansas, on the Kings River. And when she said it was on the Kings River, I was like, okay, you know, they got a cabin on the Kings River. No, they have a cabin, <laughs> like a big cabin, like a big dog, like a big dog on the on the Kings River with like a whole separate bunkhouse, um, uh, for like extra bed. There was like ten extra beds in this like shack thing. Mm. So, anyways, yeah, we went and it was like thirty yards off of this like beautiful bluff waterfall thing on the Kings River, and there was a swimming hole right under that. So we swam and rode four wheelers and fished and I. Found this cave out in the middle of the woods that I went in. You would find a cave. Yeah, dude. Did you spelunk? It, it was really small, but I spelunked as far as I could. <laughs> there's a there's a big old bullfrog sitting in there that scared the ever-living crap out of me. It scared you. It did. I, it was just like right in my face. Didn't even blink and just sitting there looking at me. But anyways, yeah, it was a good time. I'm glad, I'm glad that the people... Um, I'm glad that the... the her parents let us do that because there were about nine, ten, eleven of us down there. No, that's cool, man. It was a nice, nice weekend to just recharge because we stayed down there. Recharge the battery. Friday, yes. Saturday, and left Sunday morning. Yeah. Would you go again? Yeah, yeah. We're actually gonna go uh, at the beginning of the new year when school starts back in January. Be cold. Yeah. No swimming nice. then, baby. No swimming. But it'll, no swimming. We can start like a fire, have like a bonfire, or whatnot. Yeah. That'd be be that'd be fun. Rosamalos. Yeah, Rosamalos. And some dogs. Do you want to Rosamalos with me? <laughs> some malos. <laughs> yeah. 
No, that's neat. So they, some of the people in my cohort. So I'm gonna just kind of list some places that they're from. We've got two from California, two from Pennsylvania. We've got one from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> Dude, they're called. So you know how like we're Arkansans. Yeah. And there's Texans. Yeah. They're Wisconsinites. <laughs> I swear, dude. That's not true. That is very true because I didn't believe it either. And the Wisconsinites showed me. It sounds like they're going, they're like preparing for battle. It's like, we, the Wisconsinites, are going <laughs> to screw you up. The Wisconsinites. Anyways, so we got one from Minnesota. <laughs> We've got one from New York. We've got uh, two from North Carolina. One from Ecuador. Uh, that She kind of grew up in the Alabama area so we have people from all over and it's it's a unique thing that we're all so like open-minded and uh like you know they they said they heard me and this other girl that had the huntsville berryville cabin or whatever because we i mean we talk kind of southern a little bit which i don't notice as much but i mean that's the first thing that people say to me when i go to a foreign land yeah (laughs) they're like dude i always think it's funny how whenever someone from out of state like whenever we went to chicago we were talking to somebody at this restaurant and they were like y'all are from down south aren't you and i was like yeah we are but i don't think i talk that bad i yeah. that, have that bad of a southern accent it's crazy i was man. like you should hear some of my friends <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like who has a really bad one I'm trying to think i don't know I mean, I, like John Hastings talks pretty, pretty yeah. Southern. They're like Josh Mason. Mason does. Yeah, Mason. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wish you Ray got real deal, Riley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could hear some of them. Yeah, no doubt. Cause that I'm the same way, man. Like I'm like I don't even notice it, and then they're like, "Yeah, dude, you got a thick country accent." <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool being around people that are so open-minded that like I'm this like country bumpkin sounding dude, but they're like, "Yo, like, where are you from? Like, what's it like where you're from?" And I'm the same with them. So that's that's cool. I'm glad. I, I'm glad that I have the cohort that I ended up with. But other than that, I've been rotating. With my preceptors, um, how's that going? Made some good connections, man. Um, so the dialysis dietitians, they they really like me. They invited me out to um, like a, a pharmaceutical uh, presentation on a drug that helps control uh, potassium levels. Which, I, I mean, was cool, uh, but we also got fed, and that was definitely one of the reasons I went. <laughs> Good food? <laughs> Great food. What was on the menu? So, appetizers were ribs, sweet and spicy ribs. For the appetizer? For the appetizer. Okay, I'm liking it so far. So the and then we had a salad that was a bacon-wrapped scallop salad. That sounds really good, too. And then the main course was sea bass <laughs> on a bed of rice with asparagus and, like, carrots and stuff like that Dude, that sounds really good too man they say sea bass is actually really good dude it was like the steak of the sea i know that <laughs> they say halibut is the steak of the sea but the sea bass bro it was dude, so freaking you remember that dude sea bass that reminds me of two things that reminds me of bubble bass on spongebob <laughs> bubble bass <laughs> and that reminds me of flick fishing Flick fishing that's what whenever it we would of. catch the sea bass yeah bro dude sea bass is good <laughs> Makes me want to makes me want to play flick fishing. Catch Dude, some sea bass up, I up. I'm not gonna lie. I looked for flick fishing on uh, 
Does that, it exist? I couldn't find it, dude. Doesn't exist anymore? I, I could not find it. Bro, that's such a good Especially game. Especially on Android, I couldn't find it. Such a good it game. It might be iPhone exclusive. That's gay. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, sea bass. Wow. Anyway. So, yeah. And then we had chocolate cake with ice cream for dessert. They fixed us up, bro. It was like I couldn't even eat all of it. It was so much food. But, anyways, the cool part about that and the, like the networking that I did while I was there, the dietitians knew all of the nephrologists there, all of the physician assistants, nurse practitioners, and they were going around and I was shaking hands with a lot of a lot of good people to be shaking hands with if you're wanting to get into the medical community. So that's what you gotta do, man. Mm-hmm. You just gotta make an impression on them. Yeah, bro. Firm handshakes, firm handshakes all around. Yeah. Firm handshakes. You remember the picture I took? The one where I'm Which gonna, one? The one where I look like a dentist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Was that there? That wasn't there. No, uh, no, I wasn't wearing a a white coat. Nobody was. Well, <laughs> we were just all. Why were you wearing a white coat in that picture anyway? I meant to ask you that because that's like our like when we're walking around the hospital. That's what we wear. People, okay. People confuse us for doctors all the time. I was about to say like I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell them like one time I'm gonna be like yeah I'm a doctor. <laughs> Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Gotta uh, keep working, working, working on myself. <laughs> Will wrote a song, and it's good. This is this what's going to happen. Like, I was listening to a podcast um, probably a few months ago, and it was all about songwriters. And it was these these songwriters would come on and do a little interview and talk about all these famous songs that they've written. And dude, there was some, it was mainly country artists or country singer songwriters. But these dudes were coming on here saying like they wrote songs for Brad Paisley and um, like all these big time country artists. And I was like, man, that's really cool. So it, it was just really cool how people could write songs and like they can't, couldn't sing a lick, but they could write an awesome song for, a, for an artist. So that's what I want to do with Gary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write Gary's songs and then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to collect the royalties once he, uh, once he, uh, once he, uh, once I do what? Spit it out. Once he, uh, spit it out, Rambo. <laughs> once he goes big time. I don't know about that. But I will definitely He's going sing, big time. I'll definitely sing your songs, though. Um, just a disclaimer to those out there that uh, are haters. I, I write my own music too, so I'm not just gonna play other people's music. Gary, dude, okay, for all of you listening, every song. If Gary ever plays you a song that he says he wrote, I actually wrote it. No, he did not. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> this, this little fancy laptop I've got all my I've got all my songs transcribed on it. Will you do? I do. How many songs do you have, dude? Probably 40, 50 songs. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. You can start adding to that pile. I'll start sending you songs. Send them to me. You know my email. Gary's time. Gary's time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, um, let's see. So, yeah, uh, went to that meeting on the, you know, the drug representatives. They fed us well. And uh, the uh, lady that I've been going around with now. 
she owns her own private practice. And so the interesting thing about her is she has like learned how to work the insurances. And so what I mean by that is like, I mean, I've, I've said on this podcast before, and I'm sure that you've heard me say, Will, that, you know, insurance is eventually going to get, is eventually going to get to where they cover preventative services. And that'll open up the door for people coming and consulting with me. The truth of the matter is that that service is already out there. When the Affordable Care Act, or commonly known as Obamacare, came out, it covered preventative services, and not many people take advantage of these services. So basically, what this girl uh, did, she worked at a hospital for 20 years as a dietitian, 20 plus is around 22, 23 years, and she was the director of dietetics for... Uh, 10 years or so and she realized that the recommendations that we've been making uh, are hurting people more than they're helping people because in a hospital setting you have regulations you have guidelines you have standards that you have to meet uh, and you have to play by those standards or you you get fired you cause a lot of of, uh, turmoil within the, the system and so she had doctors coming to her and basically getting on to her, yelling at her, arguing with her about, uh, you know, some diabetic patients that she's telling to eat a little bit differently than how the the handbook is saying. She got fed up with it. In 2015, she started her own private practice, Bright Sky Nutrition. Now she is the most popular dietitian, private practice dietitian in the state of Missouri. She sees about 20 patients a week. And what she did in order to do this is she she got she figured out the insurance she figured out the codes because there's specific codes that cover for medical nutrition therapy she would call these businesses she would call the hr department at a corporation or whatever that carried certain types of insurance that she was associated and affiliated with so she would say hey so i see that you're affiliated with this particular insurance and you provide this insurance to your employees and i just wanted to let you know that I have a service, you know, she tells him what she does as a dietitian, consults about, you know, food and what you need to be eating to live a healthier lifestyle, get your biometric screening, um, you know, like your lab results that you do annually, uh, get those in a better range. And you pitch that to them and you tell them it's no charge to you as a company and it's no charge to your employee. It's completely covered by insurance. No, no out-of-pocket charge. And not only that, your wellness program, I mean, if you don't have a dietitian on staff now that's not going over these lab results with your employees, then they don't know how to make them better. And if we do make the biometric screenings better for your wellness program, we'll be able to get it to where you're getting insurance breaks and tax breaks because you, you are living uh, your 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 employees are living healthier lives. They're not as much of a liability. So it's a win 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 because you're not paying anything. Your employee is not paying anything, and we're helping your your scores on your biometric screenings. So if you would, I'd appreciate it if you'd send out some emails company wide. Maybe let me come and put a flyer in your break room or or something like that. Uh, and that's what she did. And now she's seeing, like I said, about twenty patients a week. 
And she is the only, if you call in southern Missouri or even northern Arkansas, if you call and say, hey, uh, you call your insurance company and you say, hey, I want to look into some type of preventative service, like I want to eat better, basically. She's the only dietitian that they refer them to. She's the only one that's figured this out. So she's literally like a funnel right now. And it's going to be something that takes off here in the next couple of years. So it was, it was very, very interesting to listen to her talk. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Uh, I, what was I was While you were talking, I was thinking of questions that I would ask. So if if everything, it's obviously not 100% free. Because, say, my insurance covers whatever. I have to pay a certain amount when I go. It's just a discounted rate. There's no deductible. There's no deductible? No deductible whatsoever. So if I go... Say I go for an appointment. I don't have to pay a copay or so anything. Let's say that you work at a place that provides insurance under United Healthcare. Okay. Okay. United Healthcare offers a deal to their paying customers that they that they insure. They offer a deal that you can go three times a year to a nutrition consultation with a dietitian and they will cover all of it. That's cool. Yep. That's legit. And so if you even if you even if I didn't contact the HR of a company and said, "Hey, you know, tell your employees this and that." It could be just a person that has that type of insurance that is a more proactive individual that calls their insurance up and says, "Hey, I'm looking for some nutrition services, nutrition consultations. Is there anything that my insurance would cover like that?" And so that that girl Donna Webb for Bright Sky Nutrition, she's the only one that pops up. So she's kind of she's kind of built something for herself. And uh, yeah, I've I've been just vol like I I've spent one week with her, but I've been volunteering with her, helping her. She's fixing to launch this new accountability program at the beginning of the year. I've been helping her kind of develop that. I've been just you know making myself seen. Yeah. What was that? Oh, if. If all these services are free most of the time. They're not free. No, listen. Insurance pays for it. The insurance pays for it. That's what I was going to ask. Where Mm -hmm. does she make most of the cheese? Well, it's $130 an hour for a consultation, and you consult for an hour. So she's she's consulting with 20 patients a week. So she's not getting... So basically, she's not paying... She's not getting paid by the actual customer. She's getting paid from the insurance companies of the customers. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. If you wanted to, though, could you just walk up to her and say, hey, I want a consultation? Yeah. Pay out of pocket. Okay. That's cool. And the way she does it, if you do pay out of pocket, you get a 50% discount on the first, first consultation. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. She's got it worked out, man. She's got it worked out. Um, it's a unique... It's a unique... Um, business that she's got going that I feel like is going to be more common as time progresses and people become more and more health conscious. Uh, but it's something I definitely kind of want to take advantage of at some point. Yeah. I got to see if my work does that. That'd be legit. If you need a nutrition consultation, I'll talk with you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get all my nutritional advice from Gary. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, to the podcast listeners, if uh, I'm not a dietitian yet, but in the future, I'm going to work it out with insurance companies and uh, consult with people. Maybe give me a little office space. Kind of do that on the side. Maybe it'll take off to where I can do that full time. Well, there you go, son. You got to be good, though. Yeah, I can be good, though. You better be good. I can be good. Because the thing is, like, um, as a dietitian, people come to you and they're like, oh, they're going to tell me you know, not to eat this thing and all of these things that I need to restrict. And as I'm learning more and more, that's one of the things that we're messing up on is we're telling people not to eat all of these things. Um, and there are definitely things that you should should restrict, but it's like some some of these fears that we have, especially from like the low-fat crisis, people are scared of fat, man. Like you eat butter, eat bacon, eat eat pork, like eat all these things. Very nutrient dense. Now, if there are things that you have that, I mean, people have sensitivities to meat, and that's why they they have re uh, rehabs and and lifestyles like vegetarianism, and uh, even veganism in some cases. So, don't don't restrict yourself from eating things that you like just because you hear that oh, animal proteins give you cancer. It's like no, that's that's not the case. Not the case. Bad, Don't let society fool you. Bad, bad lifestyle choices and and consistent bad decisions make you <laughs> make you have cancer. Yeah. And McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> these are a lot of these are a lot of absolute statements that I'm making, and like it's it's definitely not that generalized. So, come see me, Gary the dietitian. Gary the dietitian, and I'll set you straight on what you can eat. Because it's more, my job is not necessarily. Yeah, I'll tell you like things and give you ideas on things to eat. But my job is more to build a healthy relationship with your foods. Like when you sit down, you know what is good and what is bad. It's like I bring that awareness to you, but I don't make the decisions for you. So it's like I'm going to try and motivate you and inspire you and show you the the fruits that are there if you decide to labor and and be a little bit healthier. Um, but I can't do it all for you. You got to take the reins. Gary will lead you to the watering hole, but he cannot make you drink. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very common saying in the field of, of nutrition. So I'm off that. Let's talk about mental health and then let's shut her down. Mental health awareness month. What do you got to say about mental health, Will? I've got a spill. You got a spiel on it? I got a spiel, but you... Tell us what mental health means to you. What it means to me. I think it's important, man. And I think um, a lot of people have mental health issues and they don't even realize it. They don't realize what's going on. And I think a lot of people say they have mental health issues and they don't. I think it's a two-way street. But I think if you do struggle with stuff like that, then you shouldn't be afraid to speak to someone about it doesn't even have to be a professional although that would be ideal you know you just got to get it off your chest that's the that's the number one thing um is just telling someone about it because then maybe they can talk to you a little bit about it you talk to somebody else about it um and i would also say this is just my personal opinion i'm not a mental health expert or anything but as someone who has had anxiety before to a pretty substantial level um i would say I would say medication isn't always the answer. Um, in some cases, it can be very helpful. 
and in some cases it can be detrimental. Um, just do some research. There's a lot of different methods and techniques that you can use to help. Um, and I'm just speaking for anxiety. I'm not talking about any other mental mental health illnesses or whatever, but just from my personal experience, um, you don't always have to go take medicine to be or to combat anxiety or stuff like that. So Yeah. And honestly, there was a show on Netflix the other day I watched and I'll talk to you about this, Gary. It was talking about how um there's a certain method that people would use and whenever someone would feel anxious in a certain situation, uh it was called exposure not exposure therapy, but it might have been called exposure therapy. It was people purposely doing things that would make them anxious to then like trick their mind or like make them realize that it actually wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was very interesting because it, it was like this lady and she would get real anxious whenever she would either hear certain words or see certain things. And uh, she went and talked to her therapist and her therapist would make her read aloud things that made her anxious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that kind of sounds harsh, but she said it helped her. That helped her the most out of anything. I thought that was very interesting. It's like I did that for a long time. It's like you always try to avoid the thing that makes you anxious. But then once you realize that it's just a feeling and like you're not your life isn't really in peril, then those things become less or they make you less anxious. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Do the thing that you fear the most. Yeah. Yeah. Do the thing that you fear the most. That's some very <clears throat> wise advice that I was given uh, a couple of years ago. And it, 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 it's a good way to step back and look at like where you're BSing yourself in your life. Because you tell yourself, oh, you know, I'm this and I'm this and I'm this. And you kind of make these stories up in your head. And then you kind of step back and look and you realize that you are kind of operating from a position of fear in a lot of the things that you do. It's like, I'm this way. You tell yourself I'm this way because, oh, all all these virtues that this has. But then you kind of look at it objectively. And sometimes it's like, I'm really like that because I'm avoiding another area in my life. So, yeah. no, so on the mental health thing, though, I do want to say this. I want to reframe the way that you look at uh, depression and anxiety. So, <clears throat> a lot of people and a lot of doctors uh, will tell you that, um, like, depression is, is a disease, right? It's a disease of, of the mind. And um, I don't buy into that. I think that depression and anxiety are a symptom of of an imbalance that you have. It's not the root of the issue. Like people get sad and and sadness, everybody feels sadness and that directs you in some direction to not be sad. So it it's like more so like a like a feedback mechanism is what I feel that depression and anxiety is. It's it's telling you that or sadness, or fear, that is like the symptom of whatever is going on that's making you scared or sad. Now, when it becomes depression, because that's what sadness, that's what depression is, is just prolonged sadness. It's when you become, like, I, you identify yourself with, oh, I am sad. It's like, one of the examples that I liked was 
when you're going and shooting basketballs. It's like you go out one day, say you play basketball all the time, and you go one day and you miss 10 shots in a row and you can't hit, and instead of saying, oh, you know, I'm not shooting well today, it's like you say, oh, I'm a bad shooter. So you take that to the mindset that I'm talking about. You feel sad on a day, and instead of saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of down today, you, you identify with, oh, I'm a sad person, and then that's what leads to depression. So I don't know. That, that was really helpful. I'm not, I'm not police, uh, preaching from a, like a place of, of condemnment or condemn. Con- is that how you say that? Condemnment? Condemnation. Condemnation. I'm not preaching from a place of condemnation. Like, I'm definitely from a place of, of conviction. Like, I mean, I've dealt with certain things as far as being down on myself and not not anxiety as much. So I'm glad that you're able to, to speak on that a little bit, Will. But reframing the way that I looked <clears throat> at depression and these other things that you just get down on yourself for is that it's not, it's not, oh, I'm depressed. Like, I am depressed. I'm clinically depressed. Because that is buying into that identity. That's identifying with being sad all the time as opposed to, all right, so <clears throat> I'm really sad right now, and I've been sad for a while. What is there in my life? Because a lot of the times it's not tangible. It's not like, a, it's not like the symptoms that you get from a, from a virus or a bacteria. It's like you, you know, get inflamed, you get swelling, you get a fever, um, you get the signs of, of just uh, infection or whatever. And that is like a tangible thing. Like there's bacteria, there's virus in your body. So the emotions, your emotions work on a totally different level, on a meta level. So the meta just kind of means rise above, transcend. And so look at your emotions like you're sad. Figure out why you're sad. Look at your life. Step back. Look at it from that meta level and, and determine why you're sad. It's a symptom. It's not the root cause. So just, just wanted to put that out there. That was a good word, Gary. That was a good word. And I think the same thing that you said applies to anxiety as well. It's like it, it just kind of like comes over you and you don't know why it happened, it's like you can just be doing normal stuff. You'll be driving down the road, and you'll just feel really anxious and real panicked for no reason. And uh, you just have to, like, step back, like, like you said, like look down at yourself and be like, okay, why is this happening? And once you realize that there's really not a reason for that to be happening, then you can come to grips with, okay, I'm just feeling a little anxious. It's no big deal and whatnot. And I think the what what I said earlier about like just doing things that make you uncomfortable and anxious helps the most. That's just my personal opinion, but yeah, that's just my two cents on it. Yeah, but that's just I don't know. I kind of I heard a dude talk about it in that kind of with that that reframing. Of, of perspective and I was like that makes a lot of a lot of sense and so you you talk about with anxiety and sometimes you look and there's like no reason um there may be there may be no like reason that you're getting scared but you are getting scared and there's a reason for that so investigate like if you're constantly or consistently I don't want to say constantly but if you're consistently sad or you're consistently anxious 
figure out why. Like, yeah, you may look at it on the surface, and I feel like most people do, and they're like, you know, there's not there's not much reason, and then that leads you just to, to identify with whatever is going on in your mind as I am anxious or I am depressed. Like, it's not going to be something that's easy to identify necessarily. But it's it's gonna take it's gonna take a little work and it's gonna it's gonna balance you out as far as your emotions go, because we're meant we're meant to experience these things. If if we weren't, then God wouldn't have wired us the way He did. Um, we we are able to experience anger, fear, depression. We're able to experience joy, excitement, jealousy, all of these different things, and these are built into us to feel. Yeah. Dude, I like what you said about that. Is like it's a natural feeling that we get. It was a uh, on that show I watched. They did a real cool comparison uh, <laughs> to a warthog that was being like, it was like a warthog out in the savanna or whatever, and with a lion out like outside of it, like prowling around it, fixing to try and attack it. And it's like his senses were heightened. It's like his blood vessels were constricting. His heart started beating faster because it's what he had to do. Like. He felt anxious, and it was his body's natural response to something that needed to be done. Because it's like he was fixing to die, so, he, you know, he had to run away. But it, that happens to us, too. It's like when you feel like something bad is going to happen, those, those things start happening. Like, you're, you start breathing heavier, your heart starts beating faster. But it's not necessarily the same thing. It's like you're not actually in peril, but it's just your body's... It's just a natural thing. Like your body does that sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was cool how it's like that wasn't necessarily the case. Like you weren't actually fixing to die. But once you realize that's what's going on, then you can start figuring mm-hmm. out what's going on. Yeah. So if that made sense, I probably didn't make sense. Man, you got to watch that show. I got to figure out what that show's called. What's it called? I don't remember. You got to watch The Magic Pill. The Magic Pill. It's it's like what the health except not. Okay, I'll watch it. It's a it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. So I just wanna I wanna say this quote because this is really inspirational to me and it has nothing to do with what we were talking about. But uh, I'm gonna end it on this. So the gym is not a only. Oh dang! No, I messed up. So the gym is a spiritual place. We're not just building muscles in here. I heard somebody say that the other day. And basically what that means and the way I interpret that is that when you are um, moving your body and just mobilizing your tissues and feeling into yourself, getting out of your head and expressing yourself through movement, exercising, (laughs) just in a more poetic way of saying that, get lost in that, man. Get lost in that. We've talked about flow states on here, and that has been something that has been paramount for me lately, being in school as much, being very heady. I'm always having to study and look at research articles and write papers and take quizzes, and it's just like I'm so in my head uh, that I definitely feel out of balance, and I do get down on myself um, a lot easier if I'm not able to get out and move. So. Get out and mobilize your tissues, man. Release. Release. The gym should be a spiritual place. You're not just building muscles in there. So that's that's all I got, man. Man, you know what I say? What do you say? I can get down with that. <laughs>
All right. Well, I guess you can find me on Instagram at Gary the Great ninety six. Follow my personal Instagram at Garrett There's two R's and two T's in that Garrett, by the way. And uh, you can follow our podcast uh, account, which is Casual Conversation Podcast. Is that right, Will? That's right. I repeat at Casual Conversation Podcast. Whoops. And you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington zero zero and on Twitter at The Scavenger 23. You can find us on most available platforms iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Any others? What was it? We want, I want to eventually get back to where we're doing YouTube. I think that's a good. Yep. We don't have a camera. If, even if we're just putting. Even if it's just the the background that we have, it's still better than nothing, bro. It's true. It's going to take me a while to get get caught up. I'm really far behind. So, yeah. Um, but I'll give her a try. What, what say? Oh, is there a way for you to send me, like, clips so I can put, like, just a background and, like, a clip of our audio on Instagram on our on our account? Yeah, I can send you... The whole audio file, if you want. I mean, I just need I just need clips, but yeah, you can send me the whole audio file. You can do that through like email. Yeah, I can oh. just take this audio file and send it to you. You can do with it what you like, because you can just put these files into your uh, uh, logic. Is that what you have on there? Logic. Yeah, and then you can cut it how you'd like. Heck yeah, I'm gonna do that. Do you have iMovie? No, you probably have the Final Cut, don't you? I have Final Cut. See, bro, I'm I'm Gucci man. Once again, Gary's flex on everybody. Flexing over here. Anyways, anyways, that's all I got. So uh, yeah, Gary out. Oh, later. <laughs>